Who is the best boss in all of Street Fighter? We're ranking the franchise's six big baddies from worst to best. Also, Catalyst organizes the roster of Street Fighter V into Dungeons & Dragons alignments. See who's chaotic good and who's lawful evil, all on this week's episode of Talkin' Block. Alright, welcome back to another episode of Event Hub's Talk a Block. I am John Catalyst Green. With me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. How's it going, everybody? I want to say uh, I really appreciate the people that have been uh, watching and subscribing and all that kind of stuff. You know, like we, we've been growing this channel slowly, but surely we just recently passed 9,000 subs and oh, yeah. uh, we're seeing stuff trend up. So I and uh, there's a lot of people that watch this. And I want to say thank you and to those that engage and repeatedly comment and like show us that you're, you know, responding to our stuff that that means a lot to us more than I can just like say right now. It's not going to capture it. But but please know we see your comments. We we see, you know, the traction on the on the videos and such. And, and we really appreciate it. So thank you, guys. I, that was just kind of so on much. my heart earlier this morning. And uh, so thanks. And also keep doing it because those of you that yeah. aren't subscribed. You guys are jerks, but you don't have to be jerks. You could be not jerks by subscribing, by hitting the uh, the old like button, the uh, the cycle crush the like button. That's what we uh, call it here. Um, but yeah, really appreciate you guys all, and um, we're gonna get into it here. John, did you uh, do you have a particular favorite boss character in Street Fighter? It's funny that I like him a lot, but uh, that would be Bison. Uh, there, I have two favorites: Bison and Gil. Those are my two favorites. Bison. Bison and Gil. Bison should be one of my favorites, but he actually is uh, because you know he's, he's the antithesis of Rose, right? But but in a lot of ways, again, he's just such an iconic bad guy. Uh, Raul Julia played him in the movie. Yeah, I've always enjoyed he, Bison. Bison gets a lot of extra points because of Raul Julia, yeah. I, I, we're, we're, and I don't think anyone's contesting that either. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into Bison today because we are talking about ranking the Street Fighter big boss characters, and there can be some confusion here because like, who's a boss character? Is it only the characters at the end? Is there a secret boss? Are there sub bosses? Let's organize things right now. Uh, I'm going through Street Fighter 1, 2, 3, Alpha, 4, and 5. So a total of six characters on this countdown. And um, so I, I want to just organize the best to the worst. Although, let's, let's flip that back. I'm going to go from worst to best. And what does it mean to be a boss character? This is not just an assessment of how cool are these characters. Uh, that, that could be its own sort of a thing. Uh, some of these characters, as far as the way I'm organizing them here, are definitely cooler than the others that might rank above them. But we're talking about characters as fighting game bosses. What does that mean? It means, well, I don't know, that, that's <laughs> it's kind of wishy-washy. Uh, but for me, it means you played through the ladder of the, of the you know, arcade mode, and you get to the end, and now you're faced with the, the ultimate test where you have to learn and to put everything that you've learned together to defeat, and they're usually way harder. They have special abilities that you normally wouldn't be able to, to access. And when you completely, uh, or when you complete the, the arcade ladder and you defeat these characters, you have that sense of like, yes, I've accomplished something significant. I've done it. I've leveled up. And, um, and they should also have a, a, a particular impact on the game's story. They should have a, an intimidating presence. You know, be a boss. Be, be significant in that way. So, um, but what does it mean to you, John? I want to ask, like, what is, a, what is it for a, a fighting game boss? What do you need to be? 
apparently you don't be in Street Fighter Five because that game doesn't have any single player modes or any kind of boss characters. <laughs> well, it, it, to really it does speak now, of. and it does technically. We'll get into that for sure. Right. But you're not wrong. I yeah. know what you're getting at. So, um, so, so pretty much, be not Street Fighter Five. Be all the other Street Fighter games that actually have proper bosses and other stuff like that. That's what it means to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it takes me back to when I was a kid playing through and you get stuck on certain opponents, right? Yes. Especially with the AI because they're rereading your inputs and whatnot. And the, some, to an extent, the game kind of chooses when you, when it lets you go forward, when you're at a certain skill level. And I remember spending a lot of time, you know, trying to finally beat Balrog to get to Vega. It's like, oh my gosh, in another half an hour before I beat Vega and you get all the way up to M. Bison and things like that. And, and, but that was a very particular feel. And I think there's a significance to being a boss in a fighting mm -hmm. game right we still celebrate it we got omega rugel and, and things like that recently in, in kof 15 that was a pretty big deal so anyways we will uh, jump into it here guys i want to know from you though how would you order the six bosses of the street fighter games thus far we're not talking about sub bosses um so let us know in the comments and then let us know at the end if you've agreed with uh our list here but number six overall is yes the street fighter 5 boss it is g now, this is a very different situation than virtually everybody else on the list, and that's why G is in last place here. He is a cool character, and I, I, I've had my gripes with G. Uh, I did not like the way he was designed initially in terms of how he was executed, but I think his overall... Uh, design with with gameplay and visuals and story are all really good when they're implemented properly which they more or less are now he's a very entertaining character to watch he's explosive he does flaming flip kicks and stuff he can uh, grab you and then do the same stuff and so it's very obvious what he's trying to do he's cool to watch his story has us all on the edges of our seats. He's very closely, somehow, mysteriously tied into what's going on with Gil and this end of the world. He's got a tie back to Q, which is one of the most mysterious characters in Street Fighter, who people are really interested in finding more out about. Here we are like some 20 years later, and maybe G is another portal into what's going on with Q. That's exciting. But like you were saying earlier, he's not really a boss when it comes to you know, the traditional arcade mode ladder and then this, uh, you know, big formidable, extra formidable foe at the very end of it. He's a DLC character that didn't make it into the game until three years after release, was released alongside Sagat, the first boss of the franchise. And he just, he hasn't had a, a boss-dom. He's really only yeah. the, the game's boss in title alone. And that's because Capcom put on some website somewhere, oh, by the way, G's the boss. And it feels yeah. like that was sort of a, yeah. a an audible they called when like Nikali wasn't working out. And it's like yeah. Bison serves as the boss for the story most mostly and such. But technically, G is the boss of SF5. He's not a great boss for boss characters. He's a great character. Not a great boss, but what do you think about yeah. G? I think G is really going to have a big presence in Street Fighter Six. I think he's going to be the main boss in that game, and that's going to be the real chance for for Capcom to they kind of mulliganed I think here with uh, Street Fighter Five and just you know uh, kind of picked up their ball and went home and said give us Street Fighter Six and we'll 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 make the story work you know kind yeah. of thing. That's kind of how I look at it. So I do think that that G is really cool in concept. He's actually one of my favorite DLC characters they've ever added. Um, I really like him a lot. I love the voice actor. Uh, what they did to Evo with the voice actor, that performance, he looks awesome. As you said, like this is great, you know. But it, we we need another game to really realize mm -hmm. what he's going to be. Yeah, and I and I do hope I'll say this here. I do hope that G is the boss of Street Fighter Six, or at least 
a, a maybe a sub boss who contributes his power to something like that but i want g in the upper echelon of the importance of the story and of of like the as far as i can tell right now the opposition to the good guys i think they call that the bad guys all right so moving on to number five we have the boss of street fighter one sagat now i initially had sagat higher up on this list because of who he is as a character but when i'm thinking about him in terms of being a boss he broke the round he broke ground first and i don't know that he was necessarily the first fighting game boss ever but for a lot of intents and purposes he's sort of the first you might also you know argue that street fighter 2 is the first sort of main fighting game for people because of how important it was and how big of a splash it made even if it wasn't technically the first it was the first but um sagat was the first to do it he was at the end of the arcade ladder he was significantly more difficult now this is at a time where the game was significantly more simple a lot more janky it was the prototype of what we're getting you know later on um but he is the first one he he does check all the boss boxes um, but the reason why he's he's ranking so low on this list is because Sagat has very much moved out of bossdom as a character. He was demoted to sub-boss in Street Fighter 2, and he hasn't been a boss almost at all since then. He's a cool character who's going off and doing his own thing, but as far as the boss, and I think he could be that if he wanted to, but Capcom said, no, nah, this character doesn't want to be that. He wants to go in another direction. Fine, fair enough, and I'm excited to see where he goes. But it's he's not going for upper management, I can tell you that. Yeah, he's had his time at the top, and he's kind of a reformed bad guy now, and that that's actually a real cool story arc for him. Mm. You know, it's a it's a it's a noble pursuit in some ways. He's still kind of out for himself and struggling with that and all that. So that's cool. And uh, you know, he was also a boss character in the Alpha games. Um, he was uh, one of the main ones you would fight at the very end. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, and so they they set him up pretty darn well. Um, but again, you want to evolve character story. You don't want him doing the same thing for the last like thirty years. Or what are you doing? So that's a good spot for Sagat. You like it? You think it's yeah, all right? Definitely yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, number number four overall. Now, John, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Who do you think should go here? I'm I'm struggling with this one. Um, I don't know what do you got. What do you got? I went with Street Fighter Four for slot number four. It's Seth. Okay, Seth. Seth mm. is not bad. Um, but you know what? Before I go through my list, John, what are your thoughts on Seth? Immediately off the top of your head. Seth, I actually really liked as a boss character, and I still even like them in uh, Street Fighter V. Um, I think they're fairly well done, except for the big problem with them is they're they're a little bit too much of a bison clone. You know, they're, they're ultimately, they're another body for Bison, right? And, and and they should have made them a little bit more of their own thing instead of tying this stuff so heavily to Bison because it would allow them to go off in different directions. But overall, I think that Seth is a, a fairly well-executed character and they're frustrating and annoying and they, they steal things from you that you kind of want. They, they, they fit the frustration and, and challenging factor of what a boss character should be and the intimidation factor of them. Sounds like my ex-wife. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have one of those. Um, yeah. But Seth is a the, the cool boss thing about him is that he's like an amalgamation of a lot of the other characters. You can see in real time him directly stealing Dalsum's moves, uh, Zangief's FBD, Guile's um, um, fireballs. And that's not new by any, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. Now, Shang Tsung was turning into the cast you know, back in MK1. Um, but that is a cool and, and I think very valid uh, boss sort of thing to do boss tactic you might say 
And um, and so I, I he was also very very difficult. I remember playing him originally in Street Fighter Four, trying to 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 finish off the arcade mode, and he's like sitting there reading your inputs, and like anytime you jump, that's when he DPS, and only then, well, unless you're trying to do a move and he invincible DPS through your combo or something like that too. Um, but very much a, a traditional boss sort of uh, feel for a fighting game, and it did feel satisfying defeating him. Um, but you're right. Like something about the fact that he was just a, a bison clone body, and and he's very bland, right? Because he's yeah. he's not supposed to have much of an identity. He's the amalgamation of a lot of others, but that identity, it's sort of there. It's very basic, but it 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 just checks the box, and then it's done. It doesn't go above and beyond, and uh, so it's okay. And then in Street Fighter Five. He certainly was not the boss there. He's he's evolved uh, to to. I mean, he was defeated by Jury. He kind of became like Jury. So he's sort of that that character that lowered in status and now is maybe similar to Sagat. We'll see. Is going off in other directions, but that direction isn't boss like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Seth is a solid character, um, but like not a defining boss character in the, the Street Fighter franchise. Not like, mm-hmm. not like someone you just hold up there like some of the other characters you're going to get into. Yeah, I have a note here. It felt like he was, like his story was bad guy wants power. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, so that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, but that's not taking me anywhere new. That's not inspiring me with something fresh. It's just like, you know, kind of towing the line. So fine, fair enough. Gets you a kind of smack dab right in the middle here. Um, so now, number three overall is also Street Fighter Three. We're sticking with the uh, the numbers matching up with the ranks. It's Gil. Gil is uh, Gil is a boss man, and this is your favorite. You said, or one of your fa- your second favorite. Tell me about yeah. Gil. What do you think about Gil as a boss character? Gil is great because he's got the the angel devil thing going on, and his motives are basically to start a brand new kind of utopia a brand new peaceful earth you know with a, the most powerful warriors out there as and an so illuminati leader if that doesn't yeah. like that's high status i am able to control people i i have enough charisma to get followers like that's some backstory or some personality development right off the bat that puts him up there in that kind of echelon yeah, and then the new voice actor for Gil is uh, Liam O'Brien, who is a phenomenal voice actor. Uh, just does a great job with his presence. Uh, his lines are very quotable in Street Fighter V. Um, he, he's just, he's got, he looks brilliant. You know, like they've just, mm-hmm. he's such a great boss character and you feel the power with him. Like you, you feel how dominant and other stuff he is. And then of course has one of the, the best moves in my opinion, uh, in, in street fighter history. And that's the resurrection. Uh-huh. Um, oh. yeah, and, and, and that is a, a, as a boss character that they are able to, to, to revitalize themselves and usually you can knock him out of it if you time it correctly and stuff, but he's got the burst to get you away from him and then just freaking resurrects it's, it's like and the wow, first time that that happens to you when you're like i've finally because gil very much sets you up for that like oh my gosh yeah, i've just i've gotten yeah. here but now i got hit by my first super and i realize just how broken this character is and how hard this is gonna be you finally ko him and you're like yes and then he sits up he does the undertaker yeah. move are you kidding me and then yeah. you're like all that was for naught and i'm way in far he makes you feel small and that is is something that I think a boss character should do. Gil does it very well. He also comes across as the Messiah. He's mm-hmm. he's um, they went with this kind of like Greco-Roman um, sort of Jesus-like uh, 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 style, and that immediately puts him up there also with like, oh, okay, so this is sort of the theme the crowd he's running with. That's 
yeah, that goes beyond president of the Illuminati, and he becomes a god figure. That like, like and and all that that implies. This character is able, this, and not like the character able. I mean, this character is has ability, right? He can get stuff done, and he, you know, from his design, he's just basically a a, a Greek statue. Yeah. Dude, I think Capcom did a really good job, and they brought him back in SF5. He's not the boss of the game. In fact, he hasn't even been that good up until maybe now, yeah. but he still retains that sort of air about him. And, you know, he's only existed before this point as a broken boss character, which uh, got him banned. You can check out another video of ours if you want to hear more about that. But he, he got him banned because he was so overpowered. So when they designed him to actually be like a playable roster member in SF5, they really had to tone him down. And I think they were just trying to err on the side of making him not a boss. So it's like this is the watered-down version of Guild that can be on a character select screen. But I dare say he's the sort of character that's not really meant for that. He's more of a boss character than he is a... a you know, a, a, a character select character, if you will, if that makes sense, in a certain point of view. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a Gil is one of my absolute favorites. Did such a knockout job with them. But John, who's next? I, I have to hear. What next up, uh, I've gone back and forth on these two a handful of times, and I think we all kind of know who the last two characters are. But number two is Akuma. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was going to be Akuma, or did you think it was going to be someone else? I wondered if it was going to be someone else, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, So, it, and it originally was, but I've gone back and forth on this, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why the other person is in number one, the other character, I should say, but Akuma. Akuma is, uh, he's not... He's not at the end of, of many ladders like per se, but he is the secret boss at the end of Street Fighter 2. And for him to come in and do what he does to Bison, that certainly raised the stakes and made you feel, especially if you spent you know half an hour beating Sagat and then half an hour beating Vega and then another 45 minutes trying to beat Bison. Um, and then eventually you figured out how to get to Akuma and you're like, oh, this character just takes care of the main boss like that this is a big deal and indeed he was he was just a ridiculous character that had ridiculous abilities just everything was turned up to 11 and a half and uh he really occupied that space of scary you're in over your head how are you ever going to be able to face this dragon um type of 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 imposing opposite uh, bad guy and uh, and he's been so popular if this were about who are the most successful characters uh, just all in all, I think I would put Akuma at number one. But this is about bosses, and so he's way up there. And, and he's also been boss in like crossover games. I think it was um, Marvel. Uh, he was the only crossover character uh, in the uh, in the first of the Marvel versus Capcom's, right? Which would maybe be Children of the Atom. Um, and then uh, uh, he was also in Puzzle Fighter. <laughs> like he's the the secret final boss in Puzzle Fighter. Um, he was in um, uh, Marvel Superheroes, right? or uh, um, Capcom versus uh, X-Men. And he's just always had this, like, I'm better than the rest of the cast in a matter-of-fact way, not only in name and in implication in story, like in canonical ability, but almost always in actual ability in-game. Akuma is a boss, like, in in all senses of the term, you know, like bosses and, like, you know, the guy that you answer to, but the the biggest, baddest bad guy. And also, you know, like, I'm a boss sort of a thing. Yeah. Akuma checks all of those boxes. So when uh, Akuma pops up, you you really feel his presence there. And it's like, oh, crap, I've got to face Akuma now. And, and he typically is one of the toughest bosses in the entire game, if not the toughest, because he's oftentimes a hidden boss. You don't find him unless you meet certain parameters to unlock him or do whatever. And it's like, if you do that, you've 
feel that immediately and you're like, oh crap, like mm-hmm. I unlocked them. Do I, do I really want to do this anymore? You know, and, and usually Capcom gives them like <laughs> extra souped up powers, like the double air fireball, uh, and then just gives them ridiculous things. And it's, it, it, it's, he's so well done. Cause like when you, the moment he pops up, you feel it. You feel it immediately. He has such a presence about him, such an evil uh, devil, demonic presence. That's, that is what Akuma is. Yeah, and, and as a character, he's only sl- maybe slightly less popular than the likes of like Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, and maybe not even Ken. But th- th- they use him all over the place, and he's welcomed all over the place. And hey, he's even got some appearances that others don't. Like, he's the only one to jump into Tekken 7, for instance. And uh, the other one I mentioned earlier, uh, um, so... Akuma's way up there, and it was hard to beat him out, but ultimately, one character did in terms of bosses, and that is, of course, M. Bison. Um, now, the best version of M. Bison is definitely Raul Julia, but, you know, it, it's, it's all of them, because M. Bison has retained boss status even when he's not, you know, so much a boss in these games, um, just because it, it's almost like if you look up fighting game boss which character's portrait is most likely to be in that dictionary. It's M. Bison. You know, Shang Tsung might be around, and Shang Tsung's right up there with M. Bison. But it's like uh, for Mario, too, but yeah. yeah fighting so. game bosses. Uh, fighting, well, it, Smash Brothers, so. But yeah, I get you. So. And <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, right? Before we get ourselves in trouble, but yeah. I think so, I think so. So um, it's like, he's just, he's been that. It's like everybody else was sort of, maybe not Sagat, but like sort of modeled after Bison's example in, in certain respects. Mm-hmm. Like everything goes back to like, let's think about the initial Bison checklist of like what Capcom did in Street Fighter 2, and then we can kind of make some tweaks or evolve it from there. But it sort of starts with M. Bison, and, and like he is the villain of Street Fighter. He is the boss of Street Fighter. And that, you know, of course has changed as the story progresses, and he dies a thousand times and comes back, and maybe he's completely gone. And, you know, they brought someone in new and whatnot. But when you think about Street Fighter broadly, when you go back through your memory banks of you know your experiences with the game m bison is the boss and mm-hmm. and that's almost true even like in street fighter 4 when he wasn't the boss it's, it's like uh but there's m bison and he's the boss you know yeah. so it's it's mainly because he has just so matter-of-factly become that that i think that's what puts him at number one on this list and it's like i i had him at number two and that just felt so wrong. I was like, I got to listen to my gut here and I got to appreciate what this character is, even just beyond the technicalities of like, well, he's boss in this game, but not this game. And he got beat by Akuma. So isn't Akuma a bigger boss? Like, well, sure, whatever. But man, when it comes down to it, M. Bison's your guy. Yeah, it, M. Bison's such an iconic boss. He's inspired other bosses like uh, in Gunstar Heroes on the, the Sega Genesis there was a, a character that looked almost exactly like M. Bison in there who was a, one of the villains and I mean like you you can look up like people have cosplayed as Bison even though you know he's evil the evil dictator drug lord uh, war crime guy you know and stuff like I that know. people are still inspired to dress up as him and, and to, to like he's he's just one of the most iconic bad guys in, in the history of video games ever and, and so that's really hard to beat in uh, um it just radiates evil from himself. It's it's, it's very cool. Yeah. Very very and, well done. And as you know, Sagat was technically the first, sure, but for many people, Street Fighter Two is where it all began, and M Bison was the 
was the boss that they experienced. Not everybody accessed Akuma. Not everybody played through Super Turbo. You know, if it was any of the other versions, it was M. Bison. And, uh, and, and yeah, so M. Bison. But I'd like to hear what you guys think. How would you order these characters? I had G, Sagat, Seth, Gil, Akuma, and then Bison. How would you do it? Let us know in the comments. Subscribe. Thank you so much for, uh, for checking this out, and uh, we'll see you in the next video. All right, John. People might be wondering what's going on here. Uh, and if you're a D&D fan, you recognize the D&D uh, DM screen here. I'm actually going to put, put it this way because uh, it's a little hard to see. But I will keep on my awesome critical role hoodie here. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge nerd. And this is the D&D alignments for the, all 45 characters in Street Fighter V. I'm a huge, huge, huge D&D nerd. I run my own campaigns. I'm a DM. I'm also a player. Hell yeah. John... I you know, I'm, I'm, I write about fighting games for a living, and I am inclined to call you a nerd right now yes, myself. Yes. So, uh, you know, if, if you guys, when you, uh, when you go to like and subscribe and, and all that good stuff, please call John a nerd in the comments because uh, right, it's, it's what it, yeah. the universe wants. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, instead of psycho crushing the like button, actually, I'd appreciate it if everyone gives us inspiration by pressing the like button. You're such a nerd. Definitely appreciate, yeah, yeah, see, it's super appreciated with that. So, but anyway, if, yeah, if you disagree with any of my placements here as well, feel free to leave a comment below. But John, let's get right into it. We're going to talk about the two toughest alignments to play at first, lawful good and chaotic evil. Lawful good is the very pure-hearted person who pretty much only does noble deeds. The example here actually would be Ryu and Rose. Uh, Rose was possessed and controlled by Bison. Uh, at one point, and then, uh, in 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 the thing about the dictator here, Bison is he's the epitome of evil who must be stopped. Uh, and, and Rose is on that that holy mission, basically, to take care of him at all cost, even at her, her own expense of her life, right? And then mm -hmm. Ryu, of course, is the main protagonist of the franchise. Pretty much never does anything wrong at all, as long as he's in his right mind, not corrupted by that. That's that we know how to, right? Um, he's he's the main person trying to stop Bison as well as the other villains. These are pure-hearted, lawful, good characters. These are like when you're when you're looking for characters who are just like the epitome of trying to do the right thing. And the rest of the cast members who fall in this category, in my opinion, are Chun Li, Dalsim, Lucia, Manat, Nash, Rashid, and Sakura. Uh, they they pretty much have no evil bones in their body or aren't going to do evil things for pretty much any reason whatsoever. Mm. So, so, so would this be where Judge Dredd would fall, like, uh, or cops, like, because you say Lucia, right? And it's like, okay, I'm just going by the letter of the law, doing the right thing, and uh, I'm not, not worried about whether or not, like, in this instance, technically, you know, we can fudge the rules a bit because of circumstances. It's always just letter of the law. This is why it's good, and Pretty we're gonna much, follow yeah. that. That's lawful good. I I appreciate yeah. good, you know, for sure, and I want a lot more of it than bad. But lawful good man they kind of i don't know how many birthdays they get invited to you know it's like man they're because they're, they're, they're gonna tell on you and stuff yeah so yeah, yeah. it's uh it's really hard to play that in D, D as well and on the other end of the spectrum the other one that's really hard to play is chaotic evil this is the major villain archetype you see most of the major bad guys uh pretty much fall into this alignment and they're oftentimes at least partially off their rocker and crave basically nothing but power and those who can offer it to them uh morality is a thing to be abused and manipulated these characters care nothing for law and order and the bis biggest example of this one would be m bison uh who seeks to control basically the entire planet and put it under his role of chaos and power uh he's about as evil as it gets but other notable evil characters chaotic evil balrog fong kage nikali vega seth and urian uh, these are all just pretty much throw caution to the Ooh, way. I I'm heavily like, disagree with Nikali. I do not really? think that he is chaotic evil. 
Now, he just wants to devour souls and cares not about pretty much anything. He eats your soul. You sure that's not chaotic evil? Well, I don't, I'm not as much of a nerd expert as you are with all this stuff, but I would argue, or, or my first inclination is that Nikali is more neutral evil. Hmm. Because I see Nikali closer to, like, you know, Cell from Dragon Ball Z, which is not nerdy. Um, it's like you assimilate, become part of the perfect form. Um, which, which kind of that, that's not chaotic. Like it's, it's more organized and it's not necessarily lawful, but I, I would put him in neutral evil, but I mean, we can wait until you get to your description of neutral evil, but I would definitely put Nikali hard into neutral evil as, as I understand this nerdy gotcha. stuff. Yeah. I look at him as very chaotic cause he's basically roaming around trying to eat people's souls and he doesn't have much other agenda except for that to, to devour our, our people. But, uh, Going on to the next one, uh, a step down from the chaotic evil is lawful evil. And, and this is really close to chaotic evil um, in that the, the characters, um, they're pretty damn horrible. They're pretty damn awful, but they actually obey some laws and have respect for a few things. And the main example here would actually be Akuma, who will not kill fighters who aren't as strong mm -hmm. as he is, feeling like he should only unleash his true evil ways on people who are strong enough to be a challenge for him. He's still evil as all hell. Uh, but he has an odd sense of honor in that regard. And there's only one other character, actually, who feel, uh, feel, uh, I feel fits into the lawful evil category, and that would be Colleen, um, who does all of Gil's evil deeds, but wouldn't cross him under any circumstances. Uh, she obeys the law of Gil, and that's it. Dude, we never think of Colleen as evil, do we? Or do you? Yeah, it, When you see her? Because she's like, I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. she's the secretary of the devil. Or whatever, but like, and which is which is cool. I wish they would in, they would explore that more because I'm always thinking of Colleen as like just her, I guess her ice powers and like the flowing grace and her music. Not much about that on the surface says daunting evil presence, but you're not wrong. It's just this is this is wild to me because I never think about her in in this, and I think we could, and I think that like there's a whole other part of her personality that Capcom could like like hone in on and use here um, and expand upon because. It's always exciting going into like, oh, what's the potential of their evil and such? It's like, yeah. yes. um, but yeah, Colleen, that's, I, I hadn't thought about her like that, but that, that's a good point. Yeah. So next alignment up is, is chaotic good. And this is someone who may break the law, but does it to serve the greater good overall. Uh, a good example of this actually would be Guile, who's in the military, but he does not always follow orders there. He's on mm. the edge of killing Bison, for example, after he defeats him in the Street Fighter 2 ending, but he shows restraint because his wife and daughter ask him to do so, right? Uh, he's about to kill someone, which is definitely not a lawful good act usually, um, but, but he also goes rogue to find his friend Nash, who, who got betrayed by the military. Uh, he actually talks Luke into leaving the military service before his time is officially up um filling in his heart that it's the right thing to do for luke's you know benefit and where he's kind of going overall he's not fully good he's gonna kind of throw some chaos into it uh that that's kind of how the chaotic good characters work interesting i, I like i i hear you there i hear you i guess he fits in there man so i want to go like lawful good for guile because yeah he's 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 in the military and all that stuff and I, I guess you make an argument there, and uh, hey, but he'll, he, anyone who will kind of betray the law and betray the order they're in, kind of at a moment's notice because it fits what they think is the right thing to do, that's a chaotic good person. They're they're willing to uh, kind of a Robin Hood type of uh, uh, rob from the rich and give to the poor, you know. Um, so it's mm -hmm. uh, but the other characters who fit that are uh, Alex, Blanca, Abuki, Ken, Laura, Oro, and then Rainbow Mika, Armika. So okay, all right. Yeah. All right, getting into it next, we, we have the neutral alignments. And, and this 
it means they often offer shades of the other stuff we've talked about, but they're not as hardcore, like, all around. Uh, and this is, so this the next one is Neutral Evil, uh, the one that you thought Nikali fit into. Yeah. Um, it, so Neutral Evil is still evil, but it's not bad to the bone. You'll probably find some redeeming qualities for these characters, but their overall slant is towards doing what's beneficial for them. They're not too worried about that, how that impacts others. Uh, the big example I have here is actually Poison. Uh, she partners up with Hugo, and, and uh, Hugo's like the hill wrestler, you know, the bad guy, uh, you know, he, he kicks the crap out of most other people. Uh, well, Poison's the manager who sets up his fights and rigs things in his favor. You know, like if Hugo's about to lose, like Poison's going to throw him like a weapon or something like that mm-hmm. and, you know, have him like hit the other person with a chair, right? And she was also a member of the Mad Gear Gang. Uh, however, she still talks with the good guys like Cody and uh, Lucia and other stuff and probably wouldn't be totally comfortable uh, aligning herself with someone like M. Bison, right? She She's not like just awful she's just like mostly out for herself and what benefits her uh and the other characters that fall into that would be uh, abigail birdie gill and jury hmm gill ends up here huh first of yes. all uh paul Heyman comes to mind which is a wrestling reference which i wouldn't uh, expect you to get because you're a nerd and wrestling is not nerdy in any way but uh you know <laughs> uh so so wait um gill is a neutral evil yes he's not so lawful evil gill. The thing about Gil, in my opinion, is is he 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 steals Dudley's car, but he doesn't. He never goes out of his way to actually kill anyone or destroy them. He's trying to create a new utopia, a new peace on Earth under his rule and under his guidance. It's not necessarily overly overtly evil. He doesn't go out of his way just to to, to you know murder someone or something like that. He's just trying to bring things under his rule and under his control. Um, by maybe less than, maybe less than, than altruistic means, but definitely less than that. So yeah, yeah, mm. definitely kind of walking that line, skating that line. And that's, I would not put him under the lawful evil category. Cause he, again, he doesn't, he doesn't go out and murder people like Akuma does. So murder them to sleep. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Murder them to sleep. <laughs> Akuma doesn't do it either, but, uh, um, okay. So, mm. so you have, you have linked up, which I've seen this before because it's a really a- effective chart for this. Um, but like the whole chart of like lawful good. Uh, to chaotic evil and they show you pop culture figures for each one of these um, with a little quote either by the characters or about the characters that really exemplifies the thing right and and you sent this to me and 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 i've seen it before because it's it's effective right so um pretty worthwhile reference here for neutral evil and i'm I'm, this is back to the nikali thing right for for neutral evil we have the xenomorph from alien as the as the character right so it's not like high high level thinking and considering and stuff right it's just like this beast that goes and consumes and and for the description it says and and put nikali in your mind while i read this the perfect organism its structural perfection is matched only by its hostility i admire its purity a survivor unclouded by conscience remorse or delusions of morality that's nikali to me man like i'm i'm yeah. i know i'm dying on this hill, I'm, but... I'm all in a, a for xenomorphs being chaotic evil because they, they don't they don't care about anything but killing and, and just you know uh, uh, procreating and all that kind of stuff creating more of them out there i think they, they create no chaos of... but it's not their motivation I don't know. They just look to kill. That's a, every xenomorph I've seen, they just kill. They kill everything in sight. That's all they well, do. Well, I think so. you are just uh, kind of stereotyping xenomorphs now. So. I, I apparently am. So I'm, I'm xenomorphic or whatever, right? So um, next up we have... <laughs> I think it's xenophobic. <laughs> next up we have uh, neutral good. And uh, they don't care a ton about law and order, but they generally prefer to do the right things. And Cody is the example here. Uh, oh, yes. He, he allows himself to be jailed, and then uh, later on he took over as mayor. 
he doesn't always obey the law because he like he allowed himself to be jailed. Then he broke out of jail, you know, because he kind of got bored of being in there. He's like, ah, I'm not going to stay in here. And he's not always the best of mayors because he's preferring to get into street fights instead of doing his actual mayoral duties he's supposed to be doing. Right. So he's not, you know, he's mostly there to do good things, but he's also kind of like, eh, maybe, yeah, that's uh, yeah. They, they did a yeah. really good job with Cody because one, you're right. He's defined into this category pretty obviously. And then they put him in situations where this category will, will this neutral good will interact to an extent, but then will absolutely stop. And you can conspicuously see, right? So like you say, he's the mayor, like he's going to do good for the city. But if it comes down to it, if, if what's necessary is to go to the back room and beat the crap out of the dude, because that's what needs to happen in order for things to progress, he's not going to, he'll, he'll step over that law easily. Yeah. And then you put him in like the, the, the more evil realm, right. Of like being in prison and such like, yes, I will respect the boundaries to an extent, but as soon as something comes along that prioritizes or, or causes me to prioritize stepping over these boundaries to achieve it, I, I have no problem doing it. But he's a good guy. He's not going to kill you with your back turned to him, right? He's going to give you a fair fight. He'll let himself get taken to prison, you know? Like, he'll he'll meet you where you're at. He'll give you a fair fight. And he's able to do it. Cody's a cool character, man. And I think they yeah. did a good job yeah. with him. And maybe he doesn't get enough credit. Yep. So the other neutral good characters are Akira, Kami, Ihonda, Karen, Luke, Zangief, and Zeku. Wait, you didn't put Kami in evil? Uh, Cammy's not evil, man. <laughs> yeah, but is but like in the meta is Cammy. Oh evil. wow, she's the most she's chaotic evil as all get when you talk about meta and tier list and stuff like that. She but taught the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, there we've got chaotic neutral. Uh, they don't care a lot about following societal norms, uh, but also aren't actively seeking to destroy others. Uh, these characters are generally out for themselves. They may even help others in the long run, like you know, and do the right thing. But it's often just to benefit themselves, right? They they don't care that much about other people uh the big example here would be dan who does a number of things to kind of lie cheat and still to potentially <laughs> work his way to the top but he's so inept at doing so and ends up being more charming than anything uh that's kind of what chaotic neutral characters are and i kind of look at them like they're not really evil they're just kind of like an agent of chaos so to speak and that would be ed falk and sagat uh sagat chaotic neutral yeah uh yeah yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I'm really fascinated by these things, but I'm also kind of like, it depends on what part of the of the character's personality you kind of prioritize above the yeah. rest. But I guess that checks out, yeah. This is kind of the, uh, the, the Captain Jack Sparrows, right? Yeah. And, we're... and if it was Street Fighter 1, uh, Sagat would actually be a chaotic evil, cause that, or maybe like lawful evil or something like that. Uh, but he's really progressed over time. Like he, That's he's the no thing, longer, too. Yeah, they evolve. The, the alignments could evolve, depending on when you look at them in the, the timeline. So... Very and well. then uh, uh, the last one I have here, even though there's one more I'll get into in a second, but the truly middle of all things is the, the, the true neutral alignment. And that's actually just one person, G. Now, this could change when we learn oh. more about him. But for now, his motives aren't clear beyond wanting to be president, which puts him, puts him in the neutral category as he's technically trying to save the people of Earth. He's not trying to destroy the people of Earth. He's trying to save everyone on Earth from mass destruction and bring them under his rule. 
but until we he... find out that saving them means saving them from themselves by killing them or something like that, right? Like, there you go. The so excitement he... for G is that he's in the middle of this chart, and we all know he's shooting off in some direction, and we're just like, where is he shooting where off to? Like, going? where is he going to land? Yeah. Yeah. So he he's there to save the people over. He's not trying to kill anyone. He wants everyone to come to and join his side, but we don't know what his ultimate motives are. Uh, it could definitely be evil because he doesn't seem to be entirely noble about how he's going about this. He has no regard for pretty much anything existing in our society and other stuff like that. So he's just right in the middle, a true neutral character that really could go either way. If he even allied himself with the, the good guys at some point or whatever, you could you could see that happening since he does want to save the people of Earth. But why does he want to save the people of Earth, John? How? If, so that's why I've got him in the true neutral category. Uh, not, just somewhere in there, uh, Lord knows what he's going to be here in the next version. So Yeah, he's definitely jumping away from this. But I can I can buy your argument that that's where he is right now because that's all they've shown of him. Him thus far but there's a huge ellipses after g so yes. we'll see yeah and then there's a lawful neutral alignment i actually didn't have a single character in there i don't really think anyone kind of fits that where they uh obey the law but they're kind of like neutral overall usually it's kind of good guys and bad guys in street fighters so um no one in there and then that wraps it up nine alignments all 45 characters in there Boom. I know you disagree heavily already. Just like John said, Nicali is just completely wrong. <laughs> Hit us up in the comments and let us know what you think of the list. And, oh, wh uh, where did you put Luke again? Luke is a neutral good. Neutral good. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. And then uh, Kage would be in what? like Chaotic evil. He's a manifestation of everything evil of Ryu. So he's the just polar the opposite. opposite. Of, yeah, yeah, the exact opposite of Ryu. So he's, he's, uh, he's chaotic evil. That's cool. This was fun. Yeah, all right. Sweet, sweet. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for another episode of Talk and Block. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you next time.